And good afternoon. It's the fourth Friday of the month, and that means it's time for Literary Ashland. I'm Michael Neiman. And I'm Ed Battistella. And we have a few announcements, don't we? We do. Um, on Monday, June 4th at 7 p.m., author Will Wilkinson, the author of Now or Never, A Visionary Map for Quantum Activists, is going to be reading at Bloomsbury Books at 7 p.m., June 4th. It's free and open to the public. Okay, Morgan Hunt has a new book out called Bad Moon Rising, a Tess Camillo mystery in which, believe it or not, Tess moves to Ashland, Oregon. Uh, the book was just published May 11th, and I believe there will be some book event or other happening at, at, at Bloomsbury, but we haven't got that information yet. So, Also happening uh, on Saturday, June 2nd, from 10 to 12, Emma's part of the Young Willamette Writers Series. Debbie Dodds, author of Amish Guys Don't Call, will be at the Central Point Library at 116 South 3rd Street in Grants Pass, Oregon, uh, to do a workshop for young folks aged 13 to 18 years old. There will also be a book signing afterwards, and that's open to everyone. Great. Well, today our special guest is Jackie Apodaca. She's a professor of theater at Southern Oregon University and the co-chair of the theater arts program. Um, she's worked as an actor, director, and producer in theater, film, and media with companies such as The Roundabout, Denver Center, National Geographic, and more. And she's also the associate artistic director at the Ashland New Plays Festival. So welcome, Jackie. Hello. And she spent uh, more than a decade as a writer at Backstage, where she was a contributing editor and wrote the advice column called The Working Actor. And she and a co-author, Michael Kostroff, have just published a book called Answers from the Working Actor. So can you tell us a little bit about the Answers from the Working Actor? It, it came from a weekly advice column that you wrote? It did. So when I first uh, got out of graduate school as an actor, I uh, moved to New York and then I moved to L.A. And like most actors at that time who went out and started to trying to work in the field, um, we would pick up a copy of Backstage, which was the preeminent trade paper of the day. Mm -hmm. And we would go through it. It came out on Thursdays and sometimes you could get it Wednesday night. We would go through it and highlight, you know, with our highlighters, what job opportunities were open for us that week. And so it was just a listing that that paper primarily had news articles that had features, but it primarily it was a listing of job opportunities. So every actor uh, got it. And on the back, there was something called at the time, um, Tom Budsman, which was a guy named Tom wrote an ombudsman column for actors. So that was Tom Budsman. Uh, it was written by Tom Mills, who was fantastic. And he would take questions from actors who would write in and say, I'm struggling with this. Is my agent crooked? Are you allowed to do that? This happened to me in an audition. What do I do? Uh, so he was sort of the Dear Abby for actors. Um, after several years of being an actor in New York and L.A. and having various day jobs, I started to work for Backstage. And Tom decided to retire. And so I got to go ahead and take his place as the Dear Abby for acting business. And I did that for about 10 years. Um, about halfway through, Michael Kostroff, who is a well-known actor who you've probably seen on TV and many shows, um, he, I got him to sort of co-author it with me so that I would write it every other 
week and he would switch off with me. And we would an- answer questions from actors all over the country. It was a national column. So all over the country about business mm-hmm. and about the industry and about how to, you know, how to get an agent and how to find jobs and what do I do on set when this happens? So okay. we did that for a very long time. And that uh, ended a few years ago, um, shortly after I came to Ashland. And the column is defunct now. The paper has changed many times. It's uh, gone, been bought and sold many times. It's a completely different paper now. So I was sitting there in my office looking at my all my columns and my computer saying, oh my gosh, th- this took me so many years to come up with all this information. There's so much stuff here and it's just sitting here. So Michael mm-hmm. and I decided to try to com- collaborate and create uh, a combination uh, collection of those answers. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, just can you be a bit more specific, like some of the questions that you got, like the most interesting question or the oddest question or the weirdest question? Or That's very like that. hard for me, partially yeah. because I think, and I didn't really know this till I was doing this collection, um, how invested I was in all these people. Mm-hmm. Michael and I, we were uh, working to get all of our 10 years of material into this one book. And um, we would have to cut things. You know, we'd have to mm-hmm. say, well, we've, this is somewhat similar to this other question. I guess we can combine or we can cut this one. And I, it was so hard for me because I know those were all real people and they would, we would go back and forth and email. They would ask me things. I would respond. They'd tell me how my answer helped or didn't help. And so it was so hard to, you know, cut anybody out because I feel like, no, not Shannon. Don't <laughs> let Shannon go. You know? So um, the most common question that we got was, how do I get an agent? And probably the second most common question was, how do I get into SAG-AFTRA? Mm-hmm. And uh, but we got things from how do I deal with this very specific director who sexually harassed me in this very specific way? You know, is this how do I handle this on on set? Is what kind of etiquette is there in place? What should I do to um Hey, I'm really good looking. I don't understand why it's so hard for me because I'm really awesome and I'm so hot. Why aren't people paying attention to me? To you know, <laughs> all over the map. Okay. Well, I, it's it's interesting that you should mention sexual harassment because the uh, democracy now that we just broadcast was all about today's the day that Harvey Weinstein is in prison. They interviewed a bunch of actors, you know. So it's uh, I can imagine that that popped up much earlier than it became public knowledge. Of course. I think, though, in the day that that we were writing, that I was writing the response to that column, there wasn't uh, an environment where you could say things in the same way Mm -hmm. that you can now. So we're in a much better place, I think, than we were. Mm -hmm. It struck me that uh, some of the questions are actually rather similar to the questions that writers would have how do you get an agent completely (laughs) yeah you should branch out (laughs) yeah i mean it it just seems like that's one of the things and just for clarification sag is screen actors guild yeah sag after they merged a few years back and Mm -hmm. so screen actors guild american federation of television and radio artists just for our listeners out there okay so well how many questions a week did you get did you get it depended on the week and then i would get to choose which ones to answer so that i could kind of edit you know boy i just answered this two weeks ago or this one's so specific to this person it won't resonate with anyone else (laughs) everyone will know who it is yeah or everyone will know who it is um and so i would get between some weeks i would get you know three and some weeks i would get 40 and so depending on the week you know you would kind of save the ones you didn't have chance to get to and go back to them and kind of pull them out to make it hopefully something that people could learn from or or find things out from that weren't the people who were writing but i think like dear abby itself that type of column you know we don't read those columns 
we don't necessarily write to those people. I've never written to Dear Abby, but uh, you better believe I've read a lot of Dear Abby. You know? I know a lot of people. That's the first thing they read in the paper. Absolutely. So did you, when you started this whole thing, did you contact one of the established advice columns about advice? I talked to Tom Mills, who had mm -hmm. been influential to me. You know, mm -hmm. I had looked to his column and read it and felt safe, you know, felt like there was someone who could advocate for me or mm -hmm. I could ask questions of. Um, and so I talked to him about it a little bit. And then I just dove in. Mm -hmm. This was a very specific type of advice column because it was an industry, very specific industry, very mm -hmm. specific paper. And so I don't know that advice columnists that talk about relationships and things, if there's a lot of applicable crossover. Yeah. Maybe there is. It's could be. Depends on the question, maybe. Mm -hmm. so, so did you have a sort of nomdi advice, a, a sort of name that you use, like um, At first I Tom did. At first I did. At first I just used Jack, which is actually my grandfather's name mm -hmm. and sort of what my what I'm named after, as opposed to Jackie. And I just thought it'd be interesting if, if I was a man or a woman, mm -hmm. how that would change, how people, you know, responded. And I also, um, for a while, I think before that, I even just used initials because as an actor in the industry myself, I didn't really want casting directors or agents to necessarily know what I was saying about <laughs> maybe the, something they were involved in. Mm -hmm. So, and I wanted to be able to have free opinions, but about five or three or four years in, I just said, ah, screw it. And I just used my own name. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Okay. Sounds good. Well, the, the material from the advice, from the working actor advice column, um, how did you convert that into a book? Is it, what, how did you use the material later on? So the book is structured in that every chapter and we've got Gosh, is it 16 chapters? It's so, this is the most robust and full and ginormous book ever, but um, it is 16. And so we, we picked apart, we wanted to have 10. That's why I, I laugh, but we were like, we're going to have 10 chapters. We're going to organize it this way. And then we just had so much we wanted to put in. And so we've got 16 chapters hitting various topics that are sort of the the most uh, the most desired, the most needed information, right? So we have a chapter on unions and a chapter on agents and managers and a chapter on the casting process and a chapter on auditions. But then where I think Michael and I wanted to go with this and why we've got 16 instead of six chapters is that we do get into a lot of specific things that um, maybe aren't covered in other places, sort of like finances for actors or ethics for actors or what scams and shams and ripoffs is what that chapter is called or or um, ethics that what do you do in this situation when it's not really about your job, but it's about who you are in your job, how you go forward. And so we did get a lot of questions like that and we wanted to include those. So there's 16 chapters. Each chapter begins with sort of a um, overview explaining, you know, here in general is how to get into the unions. Here in general is how the unions work. Here's a little history of how these unions came to be. So you can kind of get yourself settled in what the topic is. And then we have the questions and we've sort of curated a certain number of questions in each chapter to make sure we've covered common issues inside of those chapters and those topics. And then at the end, we've got a little sort of what do you think, sort of a place where we ask questions to the reader. Um, so that you can think about, well, what would I do in that situation? Now, learning what I learned and seeing different people go through it different ways, what would I do? Because the most important thing in the entire book, I think, um, from Michael and I both, is that we both believe that there's no one answer to any question, mm -hmm. that we, no one can actually answer your question. And as soon as you actually, uh, so, as soon as somebody tells you that they know what you should do, you should walk 
quickly away from that person because they don't know. And certainly in an industry like the entertainment industry and the acting industry, there really is no path that you can reliably get on and follow. So as soon as you get answers, you should be skeptical. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good piece of advice, I think, not just for the <laughs> acting sector. <laughs> for everything. Uh, asking questions tend to be a more fruitful thing than giving answers, yeah. right? Um, there's a, a chapter in there about the different aspects of marketing. And again, I think this has lots of cross-disciplinary appeal. So how does an actor market herself? Well, there are actually three chapters about marketing in this Mm -hmm. book, which, again, I think is different from a lot of similar books um, because we felt like there's no way. Marketing is so integral to what we do that we can't cover that in one short chapter Mm -hmm. or even it's extensive. And so we've got the different aspects of marketing, right? So your headshot, obviously, and your resume, but then also how you put yourself out in the world, um, your different branding materials. Do you have a website? How do you use social media, uh, et cetera? So there's a lot uh, a lot there. But an actor, um, the thing about the thing that's different, I think, about marketing yourself as an actor and trying to work as an actor than maybe any other art or any other industry mm-hmm. um, is that you're really selling yourself. And not just how you look, like maybe modeling, but you're selling sort of your unique take on the world and your feelings about the world and your quality of your voice and the way that you stand, the way you come into a room. It's so specific to you, what you're selling, Mm -hmm. that um, to market that is sometimes very overwhelming and scary and um, uh, distasteful. Because how do I how do I try to sell this thing that really is the essence of me, yeah. and so that that because is we're something... all brought up and not to toot our own horns. Absolutely, uh, too much. Yeah. Absolutely, and yeah. then also you even if you as an actor are supposed to be saying I'm great, hire me. How do you do that in a way that is that you can feel good about, but yeah. also that people can accept yeah. and hear? Mm-hmm. So it's quite challenging. Yeah. In case you're just joining us, this is Literary Ashland right here from KSKQ in Ashland, Oregon. And we're talking to Jeppe Apodaca, uh, who wrote a wonderful book on advice to actors. Yeah, and it, and it sounds like from the marketing part, it's kind of like uh, marketing a custom-made musical instrument that's uh, that you've just both invented and have a lot invested in. So. Right, right. Well, I wonder, you've in the... In the book, you you talk about auditions and classes and photos and resumes and contract negotiations. And can you give us just a couple of examples of some of the advice you've, um, a couple of your favorite bits of advice? Or well, I think I already gave you my favorite bit of advice, which is that um, everything I everything I say is also a lie, okay. <laughs> because in some case what I'm saying is true, and in some cases what I'm saying is not real or not applicable. And so I think that's really important to take away. Mm-hmm. Um, Another thing that I, it's not a piece of advice exactly, but it's sort of a theme that is worked throughout many of my answers is that I don't believe that there's, there's something that's said to, to young actors. Uh, and by young, I mean new and beginning and starting out, starting to get trained. There's something that many acting teachers say, and they uh, it's very common. Most actors who are listening to this have heard this in some class or another, which is if, if there's anything else you can do go and do it. Have you heard that <laughs> phrase? <laughs> right? And you you might have heard it in some other form for mm-hmm. poets or for yeah. writers. Um, I think that is an evil and ridiculous thing to say. And so I really try in this book to talk a lot about how being an actor is a choice that you're making every time you choose to do it. You absolutely can do other things. Mm-hmm. We're not idiots. 
you know, we're perfectly capable of making livings in probably pretty satisfying and even artistic ways. But if we're choosing to do this, that's fine. And we choose it while it's enjoyable, while we like it, while we feel passionate about it. And if there's a day that we don't choose it, it doesn't mean that we now are not actors, mm. in quotes. We are still an artist who's not choosing to pursue acting that day and might choose to pursue it two weeks from now. I think that idea that if there's anything else you can choose to do, go and go and do it is has something to do with, I don't know, maybe uh, fetishizing or specializing what we're doing into some sort of religious, important, all consuming thing. When in reality, many people are artists yeah. And people find different paths for their art. That's right. Maybe they're just chasing the other people out. <laughs> I wonder, or making themselves feel better about themselves. Because if it's really, really hard, then I don't have to be upset if I didn't succeed. But there, there is this image, especially of Hollywood, right, as the place where people go with their dreams only to have them smashed, you know. Well, so, sure. I thought that was academe. I was going to say, isn't that academia? No, they, they isn't they isn't that Ashland? They isn't don't it? get smashed in academia. They just get trampled on. <laughs> no, never mind. We're just yeah, kidding, war. SOU. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like you could say that. That's true, and that's mm -hmm. a mo very public place where, where yeah. we see that. Mm -hmm. But maybe life is going out and having your dreams smashed. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it doesn't matter where you go. What I meant to say in the, 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 the general picture is that lots of people think they can be actors, and they go to Hollywood and find out it's not anywhere nearly as easy. As they think, they don't go. They don't go to school. They don't study acting. They just think I'm good looking. I can be an actor. Well, even if they do go to yeah. school and study acting, it's yeah. still pretty much it's impossible. Hard. But yeah. uh, they... I think you guys teach them, and it's pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, well, sure, sure. Um, I think that what you said though about like many people say, "Hey, I can be an actor." Well, they can. Mm -hmm. I think that the question we can the three of us can all put on a play tomorrow in this room. It, could, mm -hmm. it might be great, <laughs> you know. We can. You can actually choose mm -hmm. to act mm -hmm. quite frequently if you want to. I think the question is, people maybe want to be famous. Uh, so maybe what you're describing okay. is the desire to have exactly. the Hollywood dream, to, to have, have sort of to be a celebrity, or to be a, to actually make a living off it. To actually make a living off of any yeah. art, yeah. I think, is yeah. pretty impossible in our country mm -hmm. at this moment. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's we talk about acting, we see that so much, but it's not any more, it's not any less practical than being deciding to be a poet or deciding mm -hmm. to be a, an, I'm going to do oil paints or I'm going to yeah. be a photographer. All these things are very, very hard to mm -hmm. make a living at, mm -hmm. right? And and fr from the conversation we're having, it strikes me that a lot of the um, advice that, that you have in the book is advice that people who are writers or poets or painters or sculptors um, could use as well. It, yeah. it, seems to me that there's a lot of uh, um, not not generic but sort of crossover advice in there um it, it could be I'm so thinking of it through such a specific lens mm -hmm. you know that I, I think that this idea that all these jobs all working as an artist is so difficult a lot of that stuff is applicable and is similar but we definitely are going at it through the lens of acting and all the specific references of which yeah. there are many and tools are all yeah. based on actors I, I can imagine that that's where the specialization comes yeah. in yeah mm -hmm. i actually decided when i started writing the working actor column at backstage that i would never answer a column just from things i already knew I would always learn something new every week. I would always have sources and I would always find out new stuff. And oh, so there's a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, as a writing question, actually, you, you wrote this with uh, Michael Kostroff and what was the collaboration process like? Did you sort of have to 
choose, write a chapter, he writes a chapter? How did it go? Well, we thought it was going to be really a lot easier than it was. <laughs> we we had already written these columns, and we were going to sort of update them possibly and sort of choose to curate the best ones, and then we would write like a little intro, and that'd be it. And then we actually started going through them and um, struggling with them to figure out what actually makes a complete book. Well, how can we give people who read this as much information as possible in the word count that we are limited to? And so um, the biggest struggle that I think we had was choosing which columns to include and letting some of them go. And then in going back over it at the end and tweaking to make sure that everything was perfect and everything was right, everything changes in this and every industry, of course, all the time. So even the very last week before we turned it in, Equity, which is um, Actors' Equity Association, the theater union Mm -hmm. for actors, made a change to one of its programs. I had to go back and rewrite a bunch of stuff in the book. So that stuff is always always changing. So the the last-minute details, but mostly, I think, just choosing what Mm -hmm. to include. And did you have disagreements between the two? We did some. Um, (laughs) We actually agree about most of our advice uh, or most of our sort of philosophy, not our advice, but our philosophy of acting is very similar. He would agree with me in my my Mm -hmm. earlier comment. In that is, it's a, whatever we're saying is also a lie. You know, we both believe that very strongly. And we have the opposite backgrounds. I'm sort of the overeducated actor, and now I'm a professor of acting, and he is, didn't go to college, and he's a TV actor. Right? Mm-hmm. We've had a really different path. I was always in L.A. He was in New York. Um, so we have different perspectives, but we definitely agree on that aspect. But one of the things that I think is maybe interesting or helpful about this book is that sometimes we disagree about advice and we definitely included um, side-by-side columns, you know, one after another where we get asked similar questions and we're going to give you completely different advice because from our perspectives, from the cities that we're in, from our experience, we have different advice. For the sexual harassment question um, I mentioned earlier, his advice was hey, go tell him to knock it off and just stand up for yourself and very clear. And me as a woman who had been in those situations was like, here's all, here's what you really got to do to manage this, you know, and we just don't have each other's backgrounds. So, so that was interesting. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You mentioned earlier sections and and answers on ethics uh, and uh, you alluded a little bit to this, who am I and what is my ethic? Can you explain or expand a little bit on, on on that section that covers ethics? Well, There's many specific questions in that Mm -hmm. chapter that people dealing with specific ethical issues. Um, Some examples, I can't remember if this is in the personal relationships and family chapter, which also is there, because how do you have a family and how do you have even a relationship while you're trying to be an artist? It's really hard. (laughs) Um, And so I'm not sure if it's this in this one or or that one, but it might be in ethics where people are writing and saying, like, I'm... I'm feeling things for my co-star, but he's married, but should I, should I not? Is it okay? Mm -hmm. You know, those types of questions. Um, All the way to I'm working with someone and I feel like I need to take this certain action that is going to have, have poor consequences on them and do it's, but it's better for my career. Should I do it? Should I not do it? You know, how do I manage? Mm -hmm. How do I feel that I'm still staying true to myself in this industry that really is not an ethical industry. I mean, I don't think that's a shocking thing to say, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty cutthroat situation. And so how can I be a good person in a place where that's not necessarily valued? Sometimes it mm-hmm. is, sometimes it's not. But um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you guys have read What Makes Sammy Run by Bud Schulberg. But it's mm-hmm. about um, 
a producer in early Hollywood, sort of oh, struggling. Um, you may have. I've heard of it. I haven't read it's it. It's fantastic. Yeah. But, um, and I have my students at SOU read it in the business of acting class because he's not an actor, but he's grappling with Hollywood. And Sammy Glick in this book mm-hmm. is the uh, the best at sort of manipulating everyone and getting to the top. And he absolutely gets to the top. And so you're getting to watch what what is is this ethical is this right is that wrong and then to yourself is it okay if it was unethical because isn't everyone unethical so it's such an interesting thing to confront in an industry that is really not known for its ethics Mm -hmm. well and i guess um you i think i saw a photo of some students enjoying the book at the sou bookstore um have some of them read it the students and colleagues and what sort of feedback are you getting well it's <laughs> early days it just came out about a little bit over a month ago um and i, I imagine so, they would read it overnight though <laughs> it's so it's robust it's very full i i don't know if you could read it overnight even if you were dedicated but um one person who read it is actually David Humphrey, who's the right. mm-hmm. um, d- division director, uh, the director of the Oregon Center for the Arts. And he was at my book signing in New York at Drama Bookshop because we were there mm-hmm. on a SOU, OCA trip together, uh, which happened to coincide with my book signing there. And um, he bought it. And I thought, oh, he's so polite. That's that's sweet. You know, and then he on the airplane home, he was reading it. Oh, he's trying to show me that he's reading it. That's that's kind. That's, that's dedication. And then I went to his office a couple of weeks ago. And he said, I'm still, I'm reading your book. And he pulled it out and the, the pages are dog-eared. And he's, it was actually, so as a non-actor, I thought that was quite dedication. But he, he said, it's fantastic. And the information in here, as you guys are saying, is applicable to people in other arts. And so, mm-hmm. um, but the students, many of the students who have it have me as a professor that I've heard from. And many of them have taken my industry of acting classes. And so I thought, oh, you're not going to want to read this. It's the same thing. You know, we've, t- I've talked you through all this and they're, they, they have said that they're not feeling that it's the same thing and that they're very much enjoying the specifics and all the details that, that are in there. So, okay. so that's nice. Very that's cool. great. And, and where can people get the book? Is it? It's on Amazon. It's on barnesandnoble.com. It's in Barnes and Noble in Medford, or mm-hmm. it will be soon, yeah. um, but probably online. It's at the SOU bookstore. Okay. Very cool. All right. Super. Yeah. Sometimes students, you know, you've been telling them all kinds of things and then they read it somewhere and it's the same thing. Oh, that's shocking. That. Yeah. Oh, well, you told me this, but these people in this book say this. <laughs> but now this I can, is much better. Yeah, I can tell them and then pretend this is a different person who right. is telling them. <laughs> Well, do you have any closing thoughts for aspiring actors? Oh, my goodness. Well, I guess I think it's important, and this is referencing back to what we were talking about, but I think it's important to remember that you are not an actor. You're not an actor and then or or not an actor. You're just a person. And maybe you're a person who has a lot of artistic impulses. Maybe you want to call yourself an artist. But you won't ever not be an artist. You can be an artist who sometimes has acting work and sometimes doesn't. But that doesn't change your identity. And I, I think the idea that should I be an actor, am I an actor, sometimes gets so overwrought and becomes way too important to the point that the person can't enjoy what they're doing. And so if you like to act, act when you can. And if you can't make a living at acting, most people can't. And mm-hmm. pretty much every actor you see on television has another job. Yeah. So it's okay. It doesn't mean you're a failure because you also have a job. 
That, At least I hope so. I also work at SOU. That's that's right. that's, that's very sage advice. I mean, it's the same thing with with writing. You know, today I was a writer, but yesterday I wasn't because I didn't write. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It's exactly. As, as simple as Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Jackie. Yeah, thank this was great. I'm, in. I'm, I'm excited to uh, read the book. Yeah. Thank really you very much for having me. Appreciate coming in and. Uh, our next uh, show is on June 22nd. Okay. The fourth Friday in June. And uh, we haven't settled on a guest yet, but uh, we'll have one. We've always had one, right? So exactly. there we are. All right. With that, uh, we wish you a wonderful rest of the Memorial Day weekend. And uh, we'll see you next month. Good words to everyone. So long. <laughs> Thank you.